All right, everybody. Ooh, Welcome wee, to wee. yeah, but still, why don't you why don't you take this intro, Brandon? Because you landed this fish. Oh sure. Well, today in in Stu, uh, writer slash director of Barbarian, Mr. Zach Kreger. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for having this me. This is a guys. big. I'm excited about this one. Oh good. Um, let's first. I just want to say, movie of the year by far. Oh, by far. He's oh, oh been fresh. Sa- he's been saying this before. <laughs> really? I yeah. I saw it before Brandon. I've not. That's not to brag. That's just saying that like. <laughs> independently before you even got brought up i've been saying movie of the year really yeah oh wow thanks man yeah i mean incredible many 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 such cases many people saying this oh really easy i'll take it i'll take it i mean it's a why not it's not even it's not even close it's way way ahead of the pack movie of the year i couldn't even think of a runner-up yeah i mean we should we should i want to start throwing out other movies (laughs) They're all no, shit. But I'm not gonna do what it. Other well, what other movies? What, what? No, I'm not. I'm not gonna. Oh well. Do that. Okay. Well, if you're if you were to be <laughs> Top, Gun, Top Gun Maverick. Maverick okay. Yeah. Movie of the year. Electric. Clearly. Electric film. Electric film. Oh, no, I was Revolution saying Top Gun Maverick yeah. is, no, is yeah. an electric film. I was they like, I was like, back. What's, I didn't yeah. see electric. Many people yeah. are saying they brought movies back. I agree. Um, it was fun. It was still not close. Yeah. To me. Very. What else did you like this year? What else did I like this year? Um. Did you see X? I did. Oh yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I haven't seen Pearl. Pearl's great. I love I love the genre. Your Barbarian was much more of my style of movie, you oh, know. I'm cool. not super into like the gore of it all. I think you had the right amount of I like true a little horror. dabbling of gore. A little, a little dabbling. A little That's why it was so perfect and yeah. it was like I was literally I'm sorry to just like gas you up like this, but I was evangelical about this movie. Don't I was going around telling people to go see it. Because yeah. also, I think it's one that's like, like even if you don't like the genre at all, you would like this movie. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. No apologies necessary. Even yeah, people I mean, who don't like scary stuff, I've been telling them, like, go see it. You, this is one where you could like shut your eyes in a couple parts and still enjoy the... Yeah. And it's it's always, not a terrifying movie. You no. Know? It's, it's a horror movie, but I don't think it's like... You know that that terrifying. I, like there's know. there's yeah there's like twenty minute windows where you're safe. Yeah, I think it's more of a get... clever movie that is yes. a very clever. Movie. Yes. you know what I mean. I if I can gas myself up. Um, <laughs> I think it's fair to call it clever. I don't think yeah, that that's yeah. well, too self-aggrandizing. Where what, did you write this movie too, or did you? I wrote did, it. Yeah. Okay, you wrote it. Like what? We're going film nerd mode, but I literally love yeah. this movie. So well, we um, did. We were talking comedy nerd. Pre, pre pod, mm-hmm. Ta- talking comedy nerd pre pod, right? The, the, you know, there's there's a a deep. This is a I guess the second. Well, why don't you case give the of, other major credit? <laughs> well, whitest whitest kids you know. Whitest kids you I know. I was a big whitest kids you know. Thanks, man. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. But guys. Brandon's a huge comedy nerd. That's on a level that's, you know, he's yeah. he's digesting this stuff in a way that I never did. But I was well. I was explaining to him. Uh, pre-pod how how we had met when i was we're both just going a, back and forth just gassing a, a barely a barely legal at a comedy festival and uh you know we yeah we met we met there yeah yeah we're doing yeah. the full fan interview right now going back and forth like it's not going to be too chris farley no not too chris <laughs> we're trying not to do that but um no okay so why does kids you i mean why does kids you know amazing um but how did you end up doing the horror 
Um, like getting into that this genre, is the or like sketch comedy to horror movie, pipe, big 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 horror movie pipeline. Jordan being the first, yes, yeah, um, right, yeah. I I had. Uh, you know, when I was a little kid, I didn't want to be a sketch comedian. You know, I wanted to be a filmmaker. And, um, you know, I sort of feel like I, I fell into sketch comedy. You know, it wasn't – I always liked sketch. You know, I was a big mm-hmm. Mr. Show, Kids in the Hall fan. But um, the whitest kids just started as, like, me and a bunch of buddies from my dorm, just, like, getting drunk and being goofy. And then we yeah. – I guess we thought we were funny enough that other people should watch us be funny. Right. So we just started – this? This was in New York. This was at SVA. Okay. We, we met in the in the dorm. And then um, – and so the, that was like we – Trevor and Sam and I lived in the same dorm and, and Timmy uh, the next year. Um, and we we basically like would do a new live show for free at this rock club called Pianos in the Lower East Side. And every Sunday yeah. we would do a new show. And so we would – I mean it was an, kind of an insane amount of work. Like yeah. we just basically like – you know, even after we graduated and we had day jobs, we had the same day job, so we could just like constantly be writing sketches. So like at night for most of the week and all day Saturday and all day Sunday, we would just like write and rehearse. And then Sunday night, we would like put up a new show and then we'd do it again the next week. How and old? We, and we did that for years. We did it for like three or four years. Um, uh, that's, this was in our early twenties. Okay. I remember like at the time and even looking back, you know, I was a little bit younger than you guys, but that was like the first internet sketch comedy I saw. Like I remember just sort of like seeing those wise kids, you know, sketches like on my computer mm. and being like sort of amazed. And Derek comedy too. Yeah, I was Derek like, was the same time. I was like, whoa! Like people are making like pretty cool stuff on the internet. Right. Which was, I mean, it sounds really dumb, but at the t- like, no, YouTube bef- was new. It was new, yeah. and before that, I was watching like You're the Man Now Dog dot com, and like <laughs> oh, I remember New Egg, oh, I was New yeah, Egg, yeah, yeah. and I was like on YTMND. Like literally, it was just novelty, gar- like absolute garbage, like, like Flash E-Bounds Animations World was like where you would yeah. find like yes. gore and sketch. Flash <laughs> Animation. What the hell are we doing? And I was making video <laughs> stuff around then too, but it was like hard to get. It, it sounds stupid, but it's, it was hard to get video onto the computer. Like right. it was like annoying to get. Like a tape onto the computer, then put it on the internet before well, YouTube. Right. Yeah, pre-YouTube, I was watching like I would go to uh uh you know like I'd go to the Stella website. You'd have to host like, it on watch, your website. Watch the shorts yeah. like on QuickTime. Yeah, because right? we had yeah. before YouTube, we had whitestkids.com, and we crashed. We kind of blew up with a couple sketches, like kind of blew up like Hitler rap and some <laughs> other stuff. And I remember I got a call. I was like the the owner of the website. I got a call from like the administrators or whatever, and they were like, "You, we can't keep hosting your site. Like oh. it's too it's too much. Yeah, and you have to pay more and all that. It's I mean it wasn't a big deal, but they were you're like, we vi- also host sir, the history you're too channel. Viral. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it was uh, it was cool, but like that that's a problem no one has nowadays. Yeah, um, and I remember kind of at the time and even now thinking just like. It's sort of impressive to even have that grind and like to go and like make an entire show for being on the internet, you know? Yeah. And like, because uh, I, you know, the rewards weren't clear at the time. Now it's like everybody oh, wants to do it. If but I like, could go back in time, I would I wouldn't even let us have a TV show. Like we we did everything wrong, you know. Like if we had just focused on YouTube and uh-huh. just like monetized a YouTube channel, like our YouTube, by the way, is still free. Like we, it's like yeah. like up until about two years ago, we didn't even have our own YouTube channel. 
Like it was just fans uploading shit yeah. and then making all the money. Some Russian dude has the biggest, whitest <laughs> kids with a blue check and he's making all the fucking oh, really? money. We, Wait, yeah, just YouTube? like two years ago, we tried to actually get you. We've always blue been trying check. to get YouTube to like take yeah. that check away and like, and they've yeah. never have been cooperative. Bro, um, you got to call Zelensky and get that sorted yeah, out. Dude. Yeah, exactly. You know, add it to his checklist. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, if I had to do it over again, you know, I feel like there's there's definitely a version where we just stuck to YouTube. And just kept producing stuff ourselves and putting it up there, and who knows, you know, what, what would have happened. But there's, no. I mean, I, I feel like, uh, with, I don't know. There's people like still discovering it, right? I hope you know, so. On, I hope so. On yeah. I, I mean, I was, I was, I was going back. I was rewatching Gallon of PCP. And, yeah. You know, a bunch of those. Uh, well, we have so so right before Trevor died. You know, not right before, but like we had been. We wrote like eight years ago this movie called Mars, and we always wanted to make it. And then we we realized like it's just too ambitious. We'll never be able to shoot it. It's crazy. It's, yeah. You know, as the name implies, it takes place on multiple planets and just like a lot. But then we realized maybe we could animate it. So we've been crowdfunding um, oh, man. Uh, for for a while, uh, getting that thing going. And so we're almost done with it. So and we and Trevor recorded all of his dialogue oh, before great. he died. So it's like yeah. the final product will look exactly like we've always wanted it to look. It's not yeah. like we have to go in and you know oh, dance awesome. around his death. So um, so that'll be pretty cool. Uh, it, it, we're like on the two yard line, and we've been on the two yard line for like a year. When he died, everything just kind of like stopped. Yeah. Um. But but we I'm will sorry. get it done, and it will be. It will that's be gonna. That's coming out next next year. I, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Great. I, I said I wanted it to come out this year, and now here we are. It's almost December. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. yeah. I mean, you've been. Do you want to switch mics, by the way? No, I don't care. Why is this? A <laughs> pro- do it. No, let's do I, it. Does it. Does it sound bad? It'll sound better on this one. All right, let's keep it. I mean, I'll just edit that part out. But okay. I realize, like, once it, it's going, so you're good. Just put the headphones on, and you know, keep that kind of near your mouth. This is rare. Wow, I feel different. <laughs> Now I'm just gonna. I can mess with all this. Yep, stuff, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just yeah. You can you can play on the computer if you yeah. want. Oh, cool. <laughs> There's a um, couple of monitors. Just over keep there it recording. Um, <laughs> wow, this feels so different. Honestly, this is weird. Oh, switching the. Yeah, I've never sat mice. in another seat. This Power. is crazy. Power move. Okay, Let, it is the dri- He's in the driver's seat. Respect now. though. <laughs> um, are you so, are you going to be able to handle it? hundred percent. Hundred percent. So anyway, you were talking about Mars, and how did we get to horror? Like, did you have a desire um, to do that? So yeah, I always, you know, I always loved horror, uh, and I, you know, I Trevor and I made a terrible movie. Uh, he wouldn't have called it terrible. He would say it didn't work, but there's there's moments in it he's really proud of. But is this, I, this is Miss March. Miss March. And I really, that that whole experience for me felt like a gigantic failure. From the beginning to the end, I was really unhappy was, with the whole process. You guys wrote and Yeah, we wrote and co-starred and co-directed it. And it was just like, yeah. it was a project that was brought to us. There was an existing script that was brought to us. Yeah. And they were like, you guys rewrite it, star in it, and direct it, and like make it good. And, right. And, um... I, I do remember this. Do you remember Miss March? I remember Miss March, but I don't remember. There was the there was some there was some uh, Maxim like a, PR. It, like there was, I remember the the oh, woman in yes. it was in Maxim yeah. to promote it, and yeah. this is like at the age where I was like looking at Max. Sure. Yes. Um, this was in the time where you were really paying attention to culture, and I was a little tuned out. Yeah. There was yeah. a there was a foggy period where I was in Montana and not not following things. <laughs> Um, 
anyway, it was bad, and uh, <laughs> and it tanked, and and I I thought I was in director jail. You know, I thought everyone was talking about me and what a what a piece of shit I'd made, and and like you know that's just not the case. Like I didn't matter that much to be in director jail. Yeah. Nobody cared. You know, most movies actually flop. Like that's kind of most a crazy movies, thing yeah. that I learned. Like most movies aren't very good, and they don't do well. It's like, like very rare when a movie hits. Movies a year that. Mm-hmm. That Pop are not off. flops. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And, and then it's thousands and, of flops. Yeah, and uh, success is louder than failure in Hollywood, but yeah. failure is louder to you, you know? Yes. So yes. I really yeah. thought it mattered, and it, it just didn't. And this I, was, what I, year that was movie this? was only like 5 to $6 million. Like It's not like we lost anyone a ton of, moon, what, of money. What year did Miss March That came out in 2009. Okay, Got and that it. was... Yeah. The, that was, uh, it was a... Hugh Hefner is it? Hugh Hefner's in it. Yeah, it's like sure. a wow. Craig Robinson who is great in it. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. The premise was that it's a it's like a road trip. It's like I yeah. I play this virgin nerd who goes into a coma on his prom night. When I wake up four years later, my girlfriend is a Playboy playmate, and I have to like yeah. sneak across the country, sneak into the Playboy play, Playboy <laughs> mansion to like yes. get her back. That's honestly a great premise. Well, great. <laughs> Maybe you'll love it. He doesn't. He doesn't like it. No, for well, sorry. I mean, but I don't for, care. I mean, you're not, I'm not like pissed that for an early 2000s. Well, it's. Maybe the, it was like it was a little too late. It was like it, too, you know? it was like three years too late for that kind of a movie. Like Superbad had this is already like Obama's come out. like in office. Right. O- Obama's in office. It's Obama's like this is a Bush office. movie. Exactly. That's a yeah. great way to think of it. Yeah. So <laughs> that was people were still. I think people were still making those types of movies until maybe 2013, 2012. If they were, they didn't matter. But they didn't matter, you know? right? And. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so I, I just kind of assumed that like they had pulled my director card, and so I just focused on acting, and I acted in a bunch of like NBC shows, and um, I did this TBS show called Wrecked, which I actually really like for for a while, and so just a bunch of pilots and things like that. And um, but while I was doing that, at a certain point, I was like, nobody's nobody's put me in director jail. I put myself there. So yeah, like let's let's like take this barrier off of myself i just decided to 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 start writing again so i just i wrote a bunch of scripts uh mostly they they ended up being horror because that's just kind of my creative tuning fork just kind of vibrates when i think of horror stuff and um i just i turned out a bunch of scripts that i just wrote by myself and i i knew like they weren't very good and and everyone got better and better and better and i wasn't really showing them to anyone and then um and then I wrote like this Batman script that I just deeply, deeply loved. And I'm not a superhero guy, but I just it's about a character it's about a man that lives in Gotham City. And he's not a superhero, uh, it's just about a guy. And I loved it. And I that was the first one I kind of like sent around. And I was like, I know this is never gonna get made, but like I just want people to read it so you can see I can write. And it got a lot of like positive uh, yeah. feedback and it really encouraged me. And then the next thing I was like, I should write a script that I could that I could get made, and I yeah. wrote Barbarian. And uh Wow! Yeah, what, it was. was the, was there something about the that phase where you were uh, in self-imposed director jail? Yeah, and just sort of acting in other people's projects, being in service of other people's visions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm sure cases where you're like, I wouldn't watch this. Probably oh, yeah. sure. Uh, there's there's like a lack of autonomy being yeah. an actor that like it can sucks. feel suffocating. Mm-hmm. And were you, were you like sort of in that state where you're yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I think going that like, crazy, yeah, because I think that I am, uh, as much as anyone is anything in this business, I think I am a director, like, I think yeah. I'm wired that way, I have that brain, and so it's, I probably a lot of times was not the most fun to direct because I, I 
often think I know better. Um, uh-huh. Now I think I'm 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 collaborative always, and I yeah. and I will always let the director have their way uh, yeah. unless I think it's egregious. But um, yeah, it's frustrating. Now it was so good for me as a director to spend my time as an actor and be you know on set watching other directors communicate. Yeah. Uh, in ways that I thought were really effective, and I would try and learn from that, and in ways I thought were not effective, and I would learn a lot from that as well. So I, yeah. I definitely um, that what was a, not wasted time. What do they do? What's a what's a good example of something that a director does wrong? Uh, okay, so if you're having a hard time like cracking a line, like how yeah. to say it, or you're just not finding it, the worst thing I could do would be like, okay, 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 cut. All right, you know what, buddy? <laughs> when you were a kid. Your dad molested you. And so you had that trauma. And yeah. you got to think about, like, why is your dad still on your side? No, like, w- nobody wants to hear anything like that. Right. The right thing to do is to come say, hey, dude, like, you know what it, you know what it needs? It needs, like, your energy is at a five, and you need, like, your anger is at a five here. You need to bump it up to, like, an eight, and then just slow it down. Right. It's, like, those kinds of directions people can work with. It's, like, yeah. concrete... Like faster, slower, louder, yes. quieter. You know, very just rarely just, instructions. Just, that's all it is. You know, right? Unless you have cast the wrong person, and then you're fucked anyway. But yeah. like, I think like directing is is casting first and foremost, and then it's just about like giving them little nudges and directions, not not cracking the character open on set. It's right. too late when you're yeah. on set and everybody's there, and there's a dude holding a boom. It is not the time to have right, conversations right, right. about motivation. Yeah, I mean, so. What inspired Barbarian? Was it just like what what gave you that idea in the first place? Um, about ten years ago, I read this book called The Gift of Fear. It's by Gavin De Becker. Um, he's a security consultant, and uh, and the book is basically encouraging women to uh, pay close attention to their inner alarm system. We all have this subconscious warning system that's ingrained in us, and often women, especially, are socialized to ignore it so that they don't. Uh, come across as a bitch, or so you don't yep. activate uh, a volatile person. And the book is is it it lists off all of these different uh, what he calls pins, uh, pre incident notifiers, which are little behavioral flags that a man can give off that will let you know that you're in the presence of a potential threat. And those pins can seem innocuous; they can be as innocent as a man complimenting you when it's not asked for or touching you in a non-sexual way that you didn't initiate or doing you a favor that you didn't Brian, why are you for. writing these down? <laughs> or uh, or uh, injecting sexuality into a non-sexual mm-hmm. conversation. All uh, yeah. of these are like not necessarily like nefarious, but you should ignore them at your peril. You know, you should pay attention to them. And so I just wanted to write a scene. I wasn't sitting down to actually write a movie. I know I said I thought I would write a movie that I could do, but like really like when I first started writing it, it was just like, let me just, I was in my garage late at night. I was like, let me just write a scene where I can get a man and a woman together and I can load it with as many pins as possible. And so I thought of a double booked Airbnb and, uh, and that mm. was the beginning. And I'm writing now, you know, a scene just for me. And I'm writing what you think you're watching, where he's obviously the bad guy. He's got something planned for her, and that's where we're going. Yeah. And it took me about two days to get her down under the tunnels. And, you know, it's like time for him to do whatever the fuck he's going to do. And I, I just had this moment where I was like, there's nothing he can do. There's no, there's no move I can have him make that the audience hasn't seen coming from the moment he opens the door. Like, you know, I thought all the bullshit. I was like, maybe he injects her with a needle. Or and then she wakes up and they're handcuffed together. I was like gonna write a version of that, and now she's like 
stuck in these tunnels, handcuffed to this guy, and he's still acting innocent. But like we know he probably did it. Like I kind of was like went down that road for a bit, and I was like, he puts her in one of the cages, or you know, all these things. And I was like, this is all a waste of everybody's time, and this is stupid. Right. And I was just like, ah, giant naked lady comes out, <laughs> and, and and I was like, ooh, <laughs> fun. Now for yeah. the first time, I, I like it, and but it's over. And so then I was like, what is the opposite? How can I come back to the same crucible from the opposite direction? I was like, the opposite of her chapter, which is about a woman who is being hyper aware and hyper uh, hyper uh, sensitive to, you know, she's categorizing behavior. She's trying to assess threat. She's trying to determine if she's with a predator. The opposite of that is to be with a predator who has no awareness. That's the that's the inverse. Yes. So I thought this of is it, making I, me like the movie so much more. Oh, cool. The, yes. So I thought of AJ, and he is the photo negative of her, and he has to pass through the same crucible, and it's a moral test that he fails and that she passes. And so it was kind of like when the mother like came out of the darkness, which was like I didn't know she existed yeah. until that moment, but with her came. Oh wow. Yeah, I didn't know. Oh. And the, with her came the movie. That was the, yeah. in that moment. I was like, I see the movie now. For the first I mean time. that that for that. The 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 first the the first uh, that first jump scare, the 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 so, mother reveal. Yeah, yeah, I like I I want to um, you know it, it makes you want to chase the dragon. You want to like you want you want to feel that feeling again. Yeah, I love that. That movie, yeah. it's really so good. I Thanks, would say, man. thank you. Like, I've ne- I haven't considered it yet, but like I would put it in the top ten for me all time. Wow. It's dude, I'm it would be up yeah. there. Thanks, man. I mean yeah, it's it's, no, it's, it's well it's so well written that Thank like you. at the end it's I almost didn't even get a chance to like appreciate how much I liked the movie uh, as a horror movie. It was just so neat that like at the end I was just like yes. I was <laughs> really excited just how neat it was. Cool, like Thank tied you. up and also because the whole movie I was sort of like, there's these moments throughout the movie where I'm like, oh man, this might get really bad. Like this might turn into a bad movie, you know. Yeah, like yeah, as soon yeah. as um, as soon as we meet the director and it changes, it's like it was ex- and it was an exciting change, but it was such a drastic change that I was like, oh, as as uh, they meet, might screw it up. And they a lot of times we meet Justin Long. Yeah, Justin yeah. Long. And I lose yeah. a lot of people there. You know, a lot oh, of really? uh, well, sure, a, a lot of the feedback, the negative feedback is. First 40 minutes, great. Then it just goes off the rails. It changes and it sucks. No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> it comes back. It Everything no, you know, well, it re- I, I appreciate ties that. up perfectly. Yeah. But you know what? I, I have to let that I, stuff wash over me because it's yeah. like m- all of my favorite art is, uh, is, is kind of niche. You know, yeah. the music I listen to is, is, is appeals to almost no one. Um, <laughs> you know, the movies that are my favorite movies are like not, not universally loved. And yeah. and but I, this was very critically and commercially. And I'm successful. so happy. I'm like so happy with the that. number really one am. movie when it came out, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just have to not. I, I'm not trying to make a movie to please everybody. It's not running for office, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's a fucking horror movie, and I want it to be a little challenging. And, right. And so I, but it's been it's hard. Like also, I made this movie for like four and a half million dollars. You know, I thought the best case scenario, this gets on Shutter and people talk about it a little yeah. bit and it gets me another movie one day. Yeah. You know, I certainly wasn't expecting it to be as scrutinized um, as it has been. Uh, so it's been it's been wonderful. It's not yeah. a complaint, but I, I've also I've also, you know, like Joyce Carol Oates tweeted like two days ago, like 
how Barbarian is nowhere near as good as Tar. And I'm like, that's well, ridiculous. yeah, no shit, dude. Like, Tar, it, that's like saying also, this Big Mac is not as good as this, like, Tuna <laughs> Toro. And it's like, of course it's not. They're, what are you doing? Like, yeah, also, I mean, I mean, I would, I've seen both, and I thought your movie was better than Tar. I don't know about, I adored Tar. I, I liked it was Tar a, a lot. I, I've yet to see it. It's good. Yeah. It's good. It's like, kind of just like a one-tone movie, though, yeah. I would say. But I guess the point I'm making is like, Joyce Carol Oates has no business watching this movie. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, it's, it's been, so not it's, for her. It's weird to get sort of thrust into the discourse when you didn't expect And to. it's great. And I and I yeah. really don't want to... Um, I don't want it to seem like I'm complaining because it's, no, it's all totally. so exciting and I'm so thrilled that it's had the life that it's had. But it is, it is a little odd for me to... It's a little silly B-monster movie and I don't feel like it... It should be in discourse with someone like They're completely that. different. It doesn't even make sense. It's not even apples to oranges. Exactly. It's like, it's like oh, water slides are more fun than getting a blowjob. It's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess, yeah. sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> very subjective opinions. But um, I mean, yeah, it's wait. So you wrote it, you wrote up to the, the point where Justin Log is introduced. And then, like, you just wrote that as one short. Uh-huh. And then you're like, okay, wait, I, there's... I, I, I can't quite remember, and I don't want to yeah. mythologize my writing process. I can't remember if, like, I wrote the Malibu scene immediately yeah. after the murder. I might have, or I might have taken a few days off and thought about it. I, right. can't, I honestly don't know the answer that, to that. That was, I mean, I, I did, uh, I mean, obviously, if you're listening to it, at, at this point, like hopefully you've watched the movie. Oh yeah, and we're, we're so yeah, deep. Like, in it's so and, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't think this is what makes it a good movie. Is that I don't think there's like spoilers to be had. Really, it's it's a pleasant well, watching experience. I'd watch it again, of course. And you know, but obviously, yeah. like I, as many people say, like oh, you go in as blind as possible. Yes. You know, like that was yeah. I went in knowing nothing and uh, was happy that I did so. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the, uh, there was that, uh, that trailer. Was that your, was that your idea? The, uh, um, no, that was Disney. They cut the trailer. Oh, really? Yeah. They did a great job. What? That's amazing. Yeah. The, 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 have you seen this? That yeah, of course. Where it's like new Justin Long movie. Oh yeah. Trailer? That one. Yeah. That was Disney also. Yeah. Wait, wait. Wow. So it was all Disney. Was this a Disney? Wait. Yeah. So, well, okay. So, so oh, I, owns, Disney I, owns, yeah. It's weird how it came together. So I um, I raised money independently through this French company, Logical. And they yeah. gave me $3.5 million to go make the movie in Bulgaria. And on the eve of oh. my going away party, my French financier died uh, very tragically and suddenly. And um, obviously that's that's so tragic for so many reasons. And I, you know, bigger reasons than my movie. But it was especially hard for me because my movie was canceled, you know. And... Um, that happened on a Friday that I, I learned that. And then on Saturday, my producer, Roy Lee, reached out to New Regency, which is like, like this independent uh, thing, but they have a deal with Fox. And he gave it to them. He's like, I need, I need you guys to read this today, and I need an answer like today if you, if you will like save this movie. And so I got on a Zoom that afternoon with Michael Schaefer, the head of New Regency, and he was like, uh. he was like what's your budget? And I was like, three and a half. And he was like, ugh. <laughs> Four and a half. And I was like, okay. Right. And he's like, go make it. Cool. He's like, I like that you I like that you guys are already ready. And I don't have to do anything. So yeah. so we didn't so we got to shoot a movie for New Regency, which is partnered with Fox, which yeah. is owned by Disney, with no notes, you know? So wow. it really was like an indie film. That's amazing. And then we came back and I got to with just shoot the movie I want to make. Resources. And then with yeah. 
sort of. And kind then, of, you're right. It's like a negative pickup is what yes. they call it. <laughs> yeah. And then I came back, but but the beauty part was, you know, they were waiting to watch it when I came back to America. Yeah. And so then they watched it and they're like, why don't we test it? Which they didn't have to do. Those tests cost like 20000 each or something yeah. like that. But they tested it. It tested really well. And then the next test, they invited, unbeknownst to me, the Disney marketing team. They were like, come watch this, this movie. Wow. And so the marketing team had no idea. They didn't even know what genre it was. They were just like, we got to go watch a movie called Barbarian. They, I think they thought they were going to watch like a you know, guy with a sword movie. Yeah. And, and I didn't know about any of this. And then uh, like a couple months later, I get this call. And they're like, okay, so it's going to be like a wide theatrical release. Like Disney is going to put this out. I was like, wow. Wow. Okay. That's, That's crazy. That, yeah, what an crazy. escalation. Totally nuts. Yeah. I don't well, want to like go nerd mode on the movie too. We should get into some other questions, but I think sure. when I when Justin Long came on and I realized that there was like this me too angle to it, that's when I was that was one of the parts where I'm like they might screw this up cuz like dude, everybody has different reactions to that time period and like people it's it's a hard thing to capture, right? But you yeah. did it in a very good way. Like by the end of the movie, I was like, "That was that was brilliant. It was perfect." And it's such a delicate thing. I'm actually surprised somebody did that. It's something Thank where it's you. like delicate enough that only an idiot usually would like try to <laughs> do that. Well, you know, a big part of it is that I didn't ever. Obviously, the whole you're time not. I was writing it, I didn't ever think it was going to be made. Yeah, you know. So so I got to just kind of not question myself. You know, I think if I knew like. If I'd sold it and then tried to write it, you know, I, I never would have been able to thread that needle so just because I would be so concerned with like, am I doing this right? Are they going to hate it? Are they going to like this? Are they going to that? And I would have, I would have played it safe, and it would have been worse. But because I thought this will never in a hundred years get made, yeah, I could just do whatever I wanted. So you just sort of wrote it in a vacuum, yeah, on spec in my garage in late at garage. night. I do it funny. So like, I write at night in the garage, and I I have these colored lights I turn on, so it was like, yeah, it's vibey. red. Right, okay. my room is like red, and then I turn on that sound, that song that plays when she goes down the hall. That like boom, boom, boom. I like listen to that like the whole time I wrote that. No script. way. Like yeah, that's the song called Necro, and uh, I just played it forever while I was like writing, and then um, that's why it's in the movie. Uh, and so I, it was, it was fun. It was like the way little kid colors with crayons. You know, right. it was like that kind of activity. It was just for me. Um, and then obviously when the mo- when I get to the end of the rough draft and then I think, oh, this could be a good movie. Then I start taking it really seriously. I go back, I start like polishing and, right. and all that stuff. But the first, the first draft was just joy. Honestly, it was a very joyful yeah. process. And, uh, I mean that the, 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 uh, the me too actor played yeah. by Mr. Justin Long. Yeah. You, uh, originally you had not envisioned it as that kind of guy originally no i'd originally thought of like i need to get like a big chad you know i wanted <laughs> yeah. like a dude with biceps and a jawbone and a haircut you right. know and uh, i offered it to uh what the fuck is that guy's name zach's zach efron uh oh. and uh he passed and justin long's so perfect i like, agree honestly at the end of the day it usually is like a Justin. well that long. was the point you know right. what i'm not so literal glad you, like, quote, long, unquote, not non-threatening guy. and yeah. no 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 disrespect whatsoever to zach efron but it would have been the wrong choice and it's not because yeah. he's not a, a great actor but it's because the character is so much more terrifying if it's if it's comes from a golden retriever you know someone that you're wired to like and trust right. and doesn't seem threatening you know, yeah. I, I realized after Zach passed, I was like, who is Tom Hanks? I was like, yeah. that's a better way to think of this. 
I got a I got like a a, a beautiful second chance when yeah. he passed to be like, oh, I need I need like a golden lab. Yeah. Justin Long is. And I do lab. think Zach Efron is underrated in terms of I Beach Bum. Ooh. His performance in Beach Bum, very good. Wait a minute. The Matthew McConaughey movie? Yeah. The Harmony Corinne. I McConaughey remember loving movie. that movie, but it's been a while. Wait, who does he play in that movie? Efron is the uh he's the guy in oh, that yeah. he meets at rehab. Right. Who's, he uh, was great in that. He is great in that. I you know, that's, I think that's a really interesting movie. Yeah. All of Harmony Corinne's stuff is really fascinating. Yeah. I think Gummo is like had a huge effect on me when I was young. Yeah. Um same. I really, really love Gummo yeah. a lot. It's like a big deal for me. But but Beach Bum, I remember it's like you have to kind of reckon with that movie. Yeah. And I think that movie is trolling everyone. Yeah. But all of his stuff is kind of a troll. Of course. But Beach Bum especially is it's like, is this the most brilliant like <laughs> philosophical film ever? It's about right. this guy who has this like, you know, Taoist, joyful <laughs> attitude. And it's like the universe doesn't work like that. You can't just have that attitude and like and be a genius and like live in yes. you know, everything always goes his way. Mm-hmm. But it's also it's like, but isn't that is it because he has? I don't know. I'm I, I'm not equipped right. to have this conversation about Beach Bum, but I remember yeah, the, I watched the it and I thought about Moondog. it. I thought about yeah, the Moon Dog. Yeah, Moon Dog. I yeah. just thought about that movie for days. Yeah, you know, and I wasn't expecting that. I was. I loved <laughs> loved Beach Bum. We'll get back. We'll get back on track. But I I I do like this Beach Bum detour right now. You've detoured Beach Bum so many times in this podcast. I know. It's insane. It really? Oh, really? I like Harmony. It's a deeper I movie mean, than people think. A hundred percent. And I also think that it's like the closest we have to like uh, a Harmony Corinne broad comedy. Yeah. I mean, there's like there's moments in that movie where he does. Go go big, go go goofy. You yeah, know? Uh, but I love that about him. Absolutely, and like it's a it's a movie where it's just like you know, kind of this series of Moondog just meet. You know, oh Martin Lawrence is available for a couple of days. Let's just let him let let's let that let that boy cook. You know, yeah. like Zach Efron. You know these like he these people just show up in Moondog's life. For a couple of days, and then you just you never see them again. Yeah. And Efron is uh, very good in that. But yeah, so Efron passes, and then Justin Long. That's you're like this. This is our Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Justin is like criminally underused. I think yeah. Justin Long is like a phenomenally gifted actor. I think it's insane well, he does how amazing talented job he is. In that movie. And he has. I if I just don't believe he's. It's weird to me he's not in everything and that he's not like one of the most in demand actors of all time. Yeah. So when I got to have him, I was just like, this is insane. Like yeah. I have I, this is a diamond. I get yeah. it, you know. Honestly, I feel I feel like that for all three of them. I feel like Bill was absolutely perfect. Yeah. Georgina is is just like so great. Um, I, I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. The funny yeah. thing about Justin Long, and I know this is probably like an insane way to phrase it, but. I feel like at that time in the early 2000s, like they made too many of the, him. Like there was like multiple Justin Long type guys out mm, like acting else? in movies. Well, that would be an interesting challenge. I feel like there's like a to- Toby Maguire like type similar. Yes. Ca- mm-hmm. Don't you think that there was like an archetype and then he kind of prevailed? Of of like sort of like and affable. Then affable and then like especially guy? in the teen movies, you know, there was like the the relatable guy like the justin long type person like, i mean like michael guy Sarah you... is a different type of guy yeah is it who are you th- 
yeah. I'm more opening this up to the table. I could cut this out if we want, but like I <laughs> no, 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 I mean like Why I would think you cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean if it's just a dud, yes, but like people don't dis- don't agree with the premise. I mean, I think a lot of people listening might right now, they might be like, "Oh, why doesn't Brandon immediately recognize, you know, but I I would I'm curious like early 2000s movie like first day of college you meet the roommate and it's Justin Long or a similar actor being like hey what's up like I'll take yeah. you around like there's like that guy um and then he became the Mac I feel like most people know him as the Mac you know in that's Mac so sad. No, that, that right. would be like it's, what most bro, people I mean know him those as. were on TV like I know five no times no, no. I'm not saying you're ubiquitous. you're incorrect yeah. and he was just, good yeah. yeah. But uh, like to me, it's like idiocracy. He's he's right. like crushes, yes. crushes. I forgot. He, see, I forgot he was in that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's great in idiocracy. That's why. I'm, yeah. That's kind of what I'm saying. Where it's like, he's the guy. Like, drag me to hell. Basically, your shit's all retarded. <laughs> yeah. 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 Maybe so. it's just a me problem. I don't know. <laughs> but have you guys seen Drag Me to Hell? He's so good. Oh at that. no. Yeah. You haven't seen it? Or no, you have? Seen? Oh, not. see it. I feel yeah. like there's a false Justin Long out there, like where it's like a you know how birds will be uh-huh. like pretty much the same bird, yeah. but like their fe- their tail feathers are a little yeah. different. I feel like I'm just thinking of there's another guy that I might. I if, mean, yeah. What was the yeah? So is, Drag Me to Hell. He was in. Um, I mean, I think that he's also. I I put Adam Brody in the same category mm. of like underutilized. Guys in that milieu, you know, Dude. I'm not. But Adam Brody's an actor who, like, I, I believe you. Yeah. I just have never seen him in anything where I've been like, that guy has got it, baby. The, the like, what detective. is the thing? The I haven't detective. seen that. Okay, is that great? Yes, we uh, we we had we had uh, him and Evan Morgan on when that came out, and I I, I love Adam think, Brody. Yeah, I do think the Kid Detective was uh, criminally slept on. I I do okay. recommend the Kid Detective, but. Yeah, Justin Long. You immediately were like, "Okay, Justin Long, that guy." Yeah, I love Justin. Um, just because he he does seem uh, so uh, non-threatening. Yeah, and he's like, he's, and I knew it needed. If you're gonna follow a rapist for thirty minutes, it better be a really damn charismatic rapist, right? You know, this guy better. You better like this guy as much as it's possible to like. A you rapist. need to not think that he's a rapist yeah. for a little bit. Well, yeah. the whole time you're kind of like. Did is he, he wrong? Right, yeah. right. I, mean, I don't know. Um, you, you're sort of like this guy's a little annoying, but like it's unclear. You don't know the information, yeah. so it's the whole time you're wondering like, is he a bad guy? Is he sort of falsely canceled? I don't know. What's like, yeah? What's the? What, we also don't know what your your angle is. What's the? Filmmaker. Yeah. What, what's the moment where audiences are like, yeah, that guy's probably. I think rapist. it's different for men and women. I think yeah. that women, uh, a lot of women I've talked to have kind of like made up their minds in the Malibu drive scene when they yeah. tell him what he's what you know that a serious accusation has been brought against you and his first reaction is so what about the pilot are we not picked up anymore <laughs> yeah. i think a lot of yeah. women are like fuck <laughs> this person and yeah. that's so fair and then i think for everybody i think people get it in this bar when he's talking to me right when he's explaining oh his, yeah oh that was you that's, <laughs> that's you okay that and they're funny. he's explaining his side of the story and it's clearly a rape yeah because yeah. here's the thing and i yeah. i think that most rapes and this is just this is me talking without any research or any 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 data at my disposal yeah but i would posit it's my hypothesis that most rapes look like coercion you know where it's yeah. it's the the man could probably walk away thinking it was sex and the woman walks away 
knowing that it wasn't. And it, and I think women are often put in a situation where like it's yeah. happening whether you want it to or not. So if you don't want it to be as traumatic as like a fucking rape, you're going to at a you certain point you're going to agree. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. It's still rape. It's yeah. still it's still wrong. And so I think in his mind because he wore her down to where she agreed, he thought that was her being willing. When really that was her protecting herself from like a trauma, even though it's still yeah. a trauma. I'm not saying it's not, but it's like right. you know, I th- I, that's that's just a guess. Yeah. Uh, but that's certainly the case in my mind of what happened with him is that you know, um, he was aggressive to the point where she, to protect her own mind, you know, stopped st- stopped fighting. It's still real. Yeah, and to be clear, for the people listening, if they don't know, we're talking about a fictional character. This is fiction. Too. We're not yes. speculating yes, on a fiction. real thing I, that yeah. happened. This um, is uh, would be an insane thing to be doing on a this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that Justin Long... But I, this I, is a character. Yeah, yeah. Justin Long but, has never done do, anything, as far as I know. But I do think that a lot of guys have this attitude that, like, it's okay for me to be relentless, and if they eventually agree, then I win. I got to have sex with someone. And it's like, yeah. that, dude, that is, like, that's not okay. And people need to people need to understand that. Um, right. And I'm not trying to be like Mr. Like you know social justice warrior or anything like that. But I just I, I've just there's been enough uh, people in my life that have have been in these situations that it just feels it feels like uh, feels like not enough people know about this. Sort yeah. Of stuff. Yeah. Um, what are the other? I'm like really interested in that book. What were the other signs? Uh, were there more? Like, yeah, yeah. So there's uh, forced um, teaming is one. Um, ooh. Forced teaming uh, is like... Let's, I love terms. Yeah. I love any term <laughs> you could give me. Uh, forced teaming is like if... Uh, if let's say we're on a bus and it's stalled and I'm sitting next to like a pretty girl and I, and I just keep saying like, man, you and I are like really... <laughs> this guy's an idiot and like yeah. we we're in this together. we gotta figure out how to get this bus back on the road this is a terrible analogy but it's basically you start using the term we a bunch mm, to create yeah. a false uh relationship um i already talked about the favors there's a lot of crazy chilling anecdotes in that book that are like pretty pretty What's amazing stories the gift of fear it's very good okay okay i might uh might be buying this myself yeah you should it's a good book okay what else what, what else i want to hear more uh, I can't. I can't think of others. Okay, sorry. Uh, I'm gonna just read the book then. Yeah, <laughs> God, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, right. so the the woman came out of your head, like. Uh-huh. Oh, and you also did a Sasquatch movie, by the way, or the a show. You were produ- pr- a producer, yeah, which a I producer. liked a lot. Oh, you saw that? Oh, great, thanks. Yeah, so, what are your uh, opinions on Sasquatch? Uh, I don't believe in it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just think it, I think we would we would have it by now. You know, I think there's too many cameras. Um, there's the, the, it's just the odds that like we have not caught footage of one. It just it's that that is uh, to me, it's ridiculous. If there was a giant thousand pound humanoid in <laughs> yeah. America and multiple, they, you know, yeah. many of them, they would have been caught on film. Yeah. And and I ju- I personally don't yeah. believe that the Patterson Gimlin film is is authentic. I wouldn't rule it out, but that's just because Look, I think that like it wouldn't be that big of a stretch, and it wouldn't really change much at all. It'd just be a new mammal if somebody put a gun to my head and they knew the answer and they're like is sasquatch real yes or no <laughs> it would i would think twice you yeah. know i would be nervous I, yeah. I would probably say probably <laughs> not but i would be like fuck don't shoot me you know yeah. i'm not positive there's no such thing there it's possible i you know what i don't know if you know this i listened uh to sasquatch chronicles you know this podcast 
I have heard of that. Dude, yeah. it's phenomenal. And I listen to it to fall asleep. It's like a little ghost story every night to fall asleep. So it's Colin. I got a show for you. It's a, okay, cool. I can't wait to hear it. It's a Colin <laughs> show where people just tell their Sasquatch stories. Okay. Their oh, encounters. Wow. Yeah. And it's like every single one is like interesting. And this is weekly? Yeah, it's weekly, I think. So yeah. there's, there's enough, a lot of them. Yeah. There's hundreds volume, of episodes, dude. There's hundreds of episodes. A high volume of folks out there who, the, enough that and some of this the stories, sustains a podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And some of the stories are, are so ludicrous that it's wonderful. You know, there's just like, this yeah. is so crazy. And yeah. then some are like, dude, I think I believe this person. You know, wow. a lot of them. Well, that's, like, the, that's, that's where I'm wild. at now because like with a lot of these things, it's like I don't know what I thought before, but I've talked to people that I believe that like swear on their life that they've Okay, but then you things. get into the whole like the the elastic quality of the human mind. And when you talk to yes. any cop or any any agent, they'll tell you that like the least reliable thing in the world is an eyewitness because yeah. we remember shit. So, and you know what I've learned? So, even just in my own experience of listening to a few podcasts about Barbarian, people remembering the movie completely wrong. Like completely yeah, wrong sure. and yeah. being totally convicted that like telling the events of the movie that did not happen. What are, like, what do they like, get? I what can't they remember. Get but just like okay. and then he said this and he goes yeah. he said like, you know, your baby's right here and he I just or like bigger than right. that like getting getting major parts of the story off but being totally sure that they've got it right and it's just right. like our brains are you know always improving and always like yeah. you know creating narratives for us and reinventing things all the time yeah. and you know when you're out in the woods it's spooky and you, if you're thinking about like shit, what else is out here? It's very easy for your brain to show you what you're afraid you're going to see, right? And then in remembering it again and again to reinforce yes. that phantom until it becomes irrefutable. And yeah. I just think that that is more often the case. Um, it's not very exciting, but I, right, it's just what people I think. downplaying I things to... or playing it, playing them up. One of my first paranormal in- interviews was I talked to a guy who, in like there. Are, 2009 ish pulled over to the side of a road just to change songs on his ipod because it was like dangerous and he was like in the middle of nowhere and he like looked up to start driving again i thought he meant like the song was dangerous and he's like this song sucks like it was back when like ipods (laughs) were you know the wheel pain in the ass so he didn't want to crash his car because he was like on a driving through like a marshy area and when he looked up to drive a sasquatch was standing in front of his car in his headlights and he just like had a stare down with it for like 30 seconds, then it walked huh. away into the woods where it's like, I've heard a couple like that from people I generally trust where it's like, dude, this would be a really specific lie. Um, yeah, totally. totally. Maybe he's lying, but it's also like, there's certain ones where it's like, I, that's not like a memory trick, you know, that's like an yeah. entire. And, and I hear you. And, and there's a lot of but it stories like oh. that on Sasquatch Chronicles where it's like, this is not a person who saw something moving in the trees a yeah. hundred yards away. This is like a, fucking sasquatch like yeah. like you know punch this guy's car like that's but uh when i think about all of these like these sasquatch stories and all these like ghost encounters and all these things have you ever read um remembering satan no do you know about this book okay it's by lawrence wright he wrote like going clear and uh oh, okay oh, great. and uh the the looming tower he's pulitzer prize but remembering satan is about the satanic panic that happened yes, in, in like the Pacific Northwest yes. and about how easy it is for the human mind to recall with perfect clarity things that 
never happened in a million years. You know, like yeah. these kids have like vivid recollection of like being taken into underground catacombs and and witnessing like people eating babies and 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 they they mean it. Like they're they they believe themselves as they're saying, "I saw these things. I saw that man, my father, like." you know rape me and then like have a blood ritual and that that didn't happen and and the the takeaway for me is that like the human mind is so unreliable and as you remember things your brain is reinventing them every time you yeah. remember them you're not remembering the event you're remembering the last time you remembered it right. and so it's constantly changing and so i just don't think that like without concrete like video or live specimen evidence it's responsible to to put any sort of credit into something like Sasquatch or a ghost or something like that because the human mind is so fallible and it's been proven to be so fallible in every yeah. study. Like every fucking study that the FBI does on eyewitness testimony, like they've done them where you like get all these people out, they show them an event and like they'll take people on a trail, like walk them down a trail. They'll, sh they'll orchestrate like a... Uh, an event that everyone will see and then they'll start questioning them. And it's so amazing how easy it is to get them to like completely misremember what they saw, yeah. like, like fundamentals of what they saw. Like they get completely wrong and they're dead certain about it. And it's like 10 different accounts yeah. of the same. And so it's just, it's like, yeah. why, yeah. Why would you believe a person about almost anything like that? It's crazy. Well, let's get to a new topic. Looping back to the, <laughs> well, looping back to the, the movie, like seeing, you were talking about people like completely misremembering things in the movie, or like you know um, recalling recalling things from the movie in a, in a way that was like not the case, you know. And there was like, uh, you know, we were talking about like, you know, just people writing the things that people write about the movie. There was this one article that, like, I think reframed the 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 titular monster of the i mean the that lady is the barbarian right the, that's yeah, the, it's up for interpretation but that, sure okay yeah, okay okay, yeah, yeah, okay. That's the, yeah but the scary monster the scary yeah. monster of the bay this tall woman there was a there's like a, a think piece i forget where it was written but it, they they were basically like but why are why are men so scared of old ladies <laughs> And did, did you see this? Um, this where it's ringing a bell, it, and that kind of stuff. It's like it, well, it's no, so disappointing for me scary to see monster. because it's like. Well, it's also it's like, did you watch the same movie that everyone else right. watched? Because like, to, really, the, too. The, yes. the men are by far the, the men are worst the scariest part of the movie. In this movie. You know, it's like yeah. yeah, the 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 barbarian the title refers to is AJ and Frank. Right. You know, like they're the real monsters, and I yeah. I, I would hope everyone who watches this would. At the end, realize that the mother is almost an innocent. She's an innocent, you know, who yeah, is a who is a victim, just as much as as Tess or as the other woman. Rape. It's like not her yes. fault. So for someone to come away with it and be like, "Why are men so terrified of women?" I meant like, to say that AJ was the barbarian. I didn't think that she was the barbarian. <laughs> I didn't no, think no, the mother. No, was I, the, I didn't think the uh, the it, mother was the barbarian. I, actually, it just feels like people people are gonna have their whatever right you know of course I, I can't win everything you know yeah yeah um, and i mean she survives uh you know the the main female character i forget her the name of the character tess, but yeah. tess survives because she wasn't afraid of the mother yeah we're in yeah well she I, was I, able to keep her calm yeah i mean she survives because she in my mind because she was finally able to oh, separate herself and originally know? like when she was down there you yeah know? and because you know her whole her whole like issue you know her character arc is that 
you know, she um, is willfully uh, subjugated by relationships. You know, like the Marcus, the conversation she has with Keith on the couch is she's talking about her her toxic relationship that she's currently in. And she keeps saying, you know, she says, my problem is I keep going back. You know, I need to stop going back. And that plays out in her relationship with Keith. And that plays out with her relationship with AJ. And that plays out with the mother. And the last thing she says to the mother before she pulls the trigger is, you know, I can't go back. And she's finally in that moment when she pulls the trigger, like, asserting herself. And, you know, because I'm, like, as the child of an alcoholic, you know, like, I, I basically wrote her as me, where it's like, children of alcoholics, we want to contort ourselves into whatever shape the person we're with wants from us. Yeah. Uh, and the the real the real journey and and struggle of my life is to is to stop doing that is to start st- standing in my own shoes and being my own person and and having boundaries and so that's why this story is so personal to me and, and the literal ex- the, the the extreme of that is infantilization and so that's what the bottle means to me you know when she drinks from the bottle she is willfully being infantilized by someone she's in a relationship with and so to pull the trigger. Is to end that cycle. Is to stay, is to say, you know, I'm not going to go be what you want me to be. I'm going to be what I want to be. So, so that's like the metaphor of her journey. You know, for me, it's it's really about me. This should make me want to watch the movie again. Honestly, oh, yeah. <laughs> like I have plans tonight. Now, all right. Um, Can you tease us with anything you have coming up? Well, the horror movie I'm writing now is weirder. Than barbarian. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if I can really say anything about it because you know I haven't. No one's read it yet. Uh, okay. I, I, I let my wife read the first ninety pages last night. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be scary. It's it's you know what I'm proud of about barbarian is that it's smart and stupid at the same time. You know, like I, I'm not trying to make you know the witch or hereditary, which I by the way love those movies yeah. deeply. Love those movies, but I don't. I don't aspire to be elevated horror. I want to make intelligent movies, but like they're for horror heads. They're fun. You know, I, yeah. I'm not a, you know, it's Barbarian's a creature feature. So this is a, I think in the same way, it's a, it's a movie with a brain, but it's also like, you know, very much a genre horror movie first and foremost. And so I'm really happy with it. It's like Barbarian. It has a lot of different, um, uh, perspectives follows a lot of different characters, and uh, and I hope that um, I hope that you know David Bowie says as an artist you should always be wading into deeper and deeper waters, and you should always worry that you're about to drown, uh, yeah. and that's certainly the case. <laughs> so yeah. I'm challenging myself a lot a lot more than I did with the last one, but I, I think that if I pull it off, it's, it'll be way better. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, it sounds exciting. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I well, I did want to ask. At the beginning, we we were talking about the you know sketch comedy to uh, hit horror movie pipeline, mm. which is this you know you know first Jordan Peele now you and you talked to you talked to Jordan before you made this about. I mean, well, Jordan and I are friends, so yes. like you know I talked to him a lot, but I didn't. I didn't sit down with Jordan and like, there's some info out there that like Jordan like gave notes on the script. Yeah. That's not true. Jordan never read the script. Like right. he didn't know what the movie was about until I showed him the rough cut. Oh, great. Like okay. my, him helping me before I shot the movie was just like him giving me like director to director advice about like, here's like what you can expect. And like, here's, here's how to handle this situation or yeah. here's some, some diamonds I've learned from other directors and stuff like that. So that was incredibly yeah. helpful, but he was not like 
influential on the creative right. so much. Now, I did show him the edit, and he did give me some very helpful, uh, one primarily very helpful note on the cut. But um, what was the one? Uh, there's so originally when the mother jumps off the tower, and I, I'm very aware gravity doesn't work the way that it works <laughs> in the movie. I know, I know. But uh, there was an extra shot where it shows the mother grab Tess and kind of maneuver herself under it, under yeah. her. Uh, and Jordan was like, "Take that shot out. It'll it'll work so much better." And he's right. Oh. So it's just it, now we just see the mother leaping, and then your brain does the does the math, right. you know, off camera. And it was he, it was so much better. Something do that, that the movie does very well overall is like not show too much. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Often people will be like, "Did you shoot the stuff that was AJ watched on TV and you just took it out?" And I was like, "No, I would never. <laughs> I would like." Did I make a snuff film? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, I didn't do it. Yeah, did you shoot those <laughs> those forty videotapes? Yeah. Um, oh one one for the yeah one for the Blu-ray special special <laughs> yeah. feature. What if all the deleted scenes was like eighteen <laughs> snuff films, just like really hardcore shit? <laughs> that is really funny. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, thanks Um, for having me. Any last questions, Brandon? No, I mean, well, anything, is there anything you want to plug, I guess, you know? I plugged Mars. Yeah. Mars is happening. Mars is happening next year, hopefully. I hope so. We're still still raising money, so if anybody wants to go on my Twitter, there's a link to a donation page you can do. Um, What else? I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm, there's all kinds of... Yeah, maybe's in the in the works, but but yeah. uh, really the next movie is the uh, yeah we'll see what happens. Yeah, and then well yeah I guess if if you guys haven't what I mean it would be crazy if you guys haven't watched it and you listened to all of this, but you know it's see it. I'm, sure, I'm sure somebody will. there's definitely yeah. people listening who have listened to this full podcast and we have uh, described every surprise in this film, but it's yeah. still I think you'd still enjoy it. Yes. Even if yeah. you know, yeah. Absolutely. You might even enjoy it more. So um, thank you for listening. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Austin, Austin, Texas, January 6th and 7th. Two shows, Creek in the Cave. Uh, two stand up shows. Uh, Wait, there's stand- a Creek in the Cave in Austin? Four stand up shows. Oh, yeah. You remember the old Creek. Well, Timmy from Whitey's Kids was like kind of the guy, if I remember correctly, he was yeah. like the first one to really bring comedy to the Creek in the Cave. Like Wild. he started that sh- shows there. There's kind of, I mean, the old Creek, the Where's old the creek, creek in the Cave. It, there was a place in Long Island City in New York. Oh. It's actually the first, the first place Childish Gambino ever did a live music show is that right it's the first time he did a show under the childish gambino moniker it's wild that you know that i remember well yeah i was like a big con that was like when i was sort of like starting and uh yeah i remember derek did live shows back there but oh yeah timmy used to uh he and this guy john f o'donnell like had a show there and they started doing a bunch of shows there and then uh, other people started coming now i could have that wrong someone listening to this might be like that's not true that's but well now it only exists it it, yeah that the original creek does not exist but there is one in austin texas uh and i will be doing a show there in on january 6th and 7th four shows link in description um this is great i honestly it could have been a a second episode that's completely only about sketch comedy in like 2009-ish, you know? <laughs> like, which, I don't know, maybe there'll have to be. So, but, thank uh, you. Yeah, thanks so much for Thanks coming for coming on. on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Bye.